What does accessibility mean to you? Hello and welcome to another episode of the special edition of the Inclusion Revolution Radio Collaboration with Accessibility Spotlight Sessions. The Special Olympic World Games Berlin 2023 have officially concluded. We are excited to be speaking with a guest today who experienced the magic of the games firsthand. My name is Josh Basil. I'm your co-host for today's show. I'm a C45 quadriplegic, paralyzed below my shoulders, and a power wheelchair user. I'm the community relations manager at Accessibility and a passionate disability rights advocate and trial attorney focused on breaking down barriers to access and inclusion for people with disabilities. I'm Nova Craven, your other co-host for today's show. I'm a proud Special Olympics athlete and employee of Special Olympics International. I played bocce, basketball, and about any other sport you can think of. I love Special Olympics and the work our organization does to promote friendship, respect, and of course, inclusion. Today, we are talking with Victoria Arlen, professional athlete, television host, motivational speaker, author, dancer, ESPN host, Special Olympics global ambassador, and a good friend of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Victoria, and welcome back to the Inclusion Revolution podcast. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you on today's show. And I, I just that list goes on and on on what you do in, in this world. Just you're amazing. Thank you. As are you too. So I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Last year on our show, we announced you becoming a global ambassador. Tell mm -hmm. us more about your first year and your, and your favorite moments. Oh gosh, it, it's been a very, very fun year. Yes, you pulled a fast one on me last year. Uh, that was very, very exciting. Um, it is an honor that I, um, it's a title that I'm very, very honored. And it was really cool. Um, I remember I called my mom and told her and I was, I was crying after I found out. And, and Chris, Chris was very, um, he was very excited for me. And, and, uh, and Chris works for Special Olympics International and, uh, and uh, Special Olympics North America. And, and, um, and he was, you know, obviously we've done a lot of things together. And so it's been a long time coming, like it had been brewing unbeknownst to all to me. And, uh, and I, you know, call my mom, mom, my mom crying. And, and it was really cool. I saw her a couple days later. And she had had time to, you know, talk to my family and tell my family about it. And she said, you know, out of all the things you've done and out of all the um, accomplishments and, you know, the gold medal's cool and, you know, all your TV work and all the things you've achieved. She's like, you know, being a special mixed global ambassador is probably the the coolest and, and achievement that we are the most proud of you for. And it's just a, a tremendous honor. And it really is. And so it's been an incredible year. Um, we were in Berlin for the World Games. I had a dual role there. I had my global ambassador duty, and then I had my TV duty with ESPN. That was really incredible. I got to host um, the Night of Trees in D.C., which was really cool. Um, and it's just been really remarkable to be able to um, be a part of the inclusion revolution and, and be up there with um, Tim Shriver, to be more entrenched in the world of Special Olympics. I, I just wanted, you know, I, I remember... Um, just saying, you know, I just want to be as involved as, as you'll have me and, and be there with the athletes and, and just be, be truly a part of, 
of that movement. And so uh, it's been, it's just been a really exciting year. It's been a year with just, um, I couldn't have imagined a better first year. It's it's really, we really started out, uh, you know, coming off of the USA games and, and um, just kind of keep keeping it rolling. So it's been really cool. I don't know if I can picture a, a favorite moment because I think when I say it's been a favorite moment, it's just there, another one happens after that. Absolutely, you know, you can't even like basically when I first joined Special Mix, it was just like amazing. And but when you know when you get you picked to you represent your program and your Special Olympics, mm-hmm. um, USA Games, it was just I was just beyond starstruck. You know, it was just amazing for me yeah. to meet other athletes, meet other you know my partners, meet other people, but also represent Special Olympics. Yeah, you know everybody is representing alongside me so definitely just amazing yeah absolutely we're still all recovering from the excitement of the berlin games but would love to know what some of your top experiences were oh gosh um opening ceremonies was really remarkable and i uh so i was there uh i was there a bit early um with some some global ambassador duties and then i was there also for my tv work but uh for opening ceremonies i found out i got to i was going to walk with a a delegation and i didn't know who so early on i had no idea what to expect and um and but the big you know obviously we were talking about inclusion and how you know we're going to choose to include and when we do that all of us come together we all win and so i find out i'm going to be walking with new zealand i didn't know anyone from new zealand and that's the whole point is, you know, you, you learn. And so how it worked this time around is you don't meet anyone till literally right before you walk out into the tunnel. There's thousands upon thousands. I think there was about 50,000 people there. So I, I am a little freaked out about crowds. Okay. I'm not going to lie. And so I'm down there. I'm in the tunnel. I'm waiting to meet my new friends that I'm about to walk out on. And I'm terrified. Okay. So I get out there meet my new friend and they're like who who is she and i'm like who are you and it is just a, there's a moment right and i'm like hi i'm victoria we're we are walk out together and so i'm walking there and i don't know anyone and i'm i'm super nervous and then all of a sudden there's this incredible athlete and he he grabs my hand and he says hey we're about to walk out of the opening ceremonies and he grabs my hand and i didn't feel nervous anymore because he was like he chose he included me And so we walked out there and it was just this incredible moment. I mean, it's opening ceremonies and it was just incredible. um, Just this, I mean, I don't even have a word for it, but it was this moment. And I remember going up to Tim later on and and telling him this story. And he's like, that's what special Olympics is all about is the athletes include us. That, that, that's, this is their, this is their, this is their, their, their space. Right. And um, and it was really cool because, you, you know, you hear these stories and, and you talk about it. And we've all witnessed it. And, but um, I was included. Right. And that was what was so cool is, is um, you know, they, they chose to include me and they didn't know me. I was just I was just a stranger in a dress showing up and being like, hey, I get to walk with you guys. And and um, that was a really cool moment. And then I ended up getting to interview a lot of um New Zealand swimmers throughout the week because they were just dominant in, in the swimming venue. Um, that was my favorite moment. That was really, really incredible. Yeah. And that was how we kind of started. And uh, you start there and it just kept going. And then swimming obviously was amazing. And 
And, um, and I just, I was just so blown away by just how incredible uh, all of the sports and all the athletes were, but that was just an amazing, I was like, I was included and I got to be part of the inclusion revolution. So that was really cool. I saw you on screen when I when, when you walked in. I saw you on screen. I was like, "That is amazing!" And definitely, yeah. just I could see your face was just booming. Definitely, he was yeah. so excited. Were you able to reconnect with him during the week, or were you? No, I never. No, I don't know what sport um, yeah. he was in, but no, I, a couple of the other athletes um, that were in swimming, I did, and I and I made sure of that, and then I made sure when we could to be. Um, to be able to, you know, when we could highlight New Zealand and talk about New Zealand because the coaches were really cool and and the athletes had some of the athletes had some really incredible stories and also just were swimming crazy fast. So I I, I gave New Zealand love when I when I could because they gave me a ton of love um, in at opening ceremonies. So I, I did I did my best. Mm. <laughs> but you it was happening so fast. Yeah. It happened right. so fast. You know, going under that tunnel when, when I USA games when I when we came out from the tunnel, I was just like going through the tunnel. I would see everybody I knew and you know try to handshake and everything. But when mm-hmm. I we first started doing like the this is, you had to get through the like the stadium and get to the stadium and then the tunnel and it was like tremendously. I'm a person who will you probably can relate to this. I'm a person who will automatically stand there and talk to anybody. Doesn't matter what age. It doesn't matter who how old you are. I was really, but it was just amazing to see how everybody was just excited to see us come through that tunnel. And of course, I'm a person who loves to dance, and I was just dancing with the 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 band. It was just amazing to see come through that tunnel and just see everybody just cheering you on. You know, it doesn't matter what program, what delegation comes out. It's just amazing to, to see that, and that was just I was mind blowing. And I could just see everybody coming through that tunnel was just started to wave even when they didn't even they saw the crowd and it was just I was just mind I was just like so many so many amazing beautiful moments and memories. I love it. And Victoria, could you remind our listeners how you first got involved with the Special Olympics? Yes. So I am if we go way, way back, I first got involved, um I was actually a coach in high school for Special Olympics. And so I was a coach in high school for Special Olympics. And um, because we had uh, a local team at my high school. And so that was kind of my first uh, kind of understanding of the Special Olympics movement. And then my very first assignment at ESPN was the Special Olympic World Games in Los Angeles in 2015. So that was really very much, you know, my first ever assignment, my first ever TV opportunity, my what got me in the door at ESPN was the Special Olympics World Games in 2015. Wow. Then I was hooked. (laughs) (laughs) You can never be unhooked. You can never be unhooked with Special Olympics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We would also love to know more about your role at the Games this time around Mm -hmm. and how you used your platform to bring attention to uh, all of the amazing athletes. Yeah, absolutely. I um I was the venue reporter for swimming. And so my my roles at ESPN are all over the place, but uh I'm a host by day, but I still I started off as a reporter, but I still um I still I do a lot of TV hosting now, but I still tap my my toes into uh reporting. So 
my role this time around was uh, reporting and hosting from the swimming venue. So I shared stories from our swimmers and, and we had a ton of swimmers. And so my, my space was let's take stories and let's look at, yes, we were watching incredible swimmers, but also like these are individuals and, and, um, and athletes who have stories and teams who have stories and coaches who have stories and families who have stories. So for me, um, you know, I think the experience I've learned is that, you know, I have a story and I've learned how to share my story. And so how can I use the tools I've learned to share my story, to share someone else's story? And so that's really what I take into account when I'm sharing anyone's story is how do I take the tools I've learned the right way to share the story and the wrong way to share the story and how do I share it correctly and how do I honor each athlete and each family because at the end of the day this is their this is their moment and this is a chance because you have no idea who's watching and I think that's the thing that's the beautiful thing about Special Olympics is it's so much more than sports it's so much more it's even so much more than their intellectual disability and what they can't do. It's it's celebrating what they can do. It's celebrating their achievements, but it's also celebrating the stories that got them there, the families, the support systems, the coaches that got them there. And all so the, all the hard work. All the hard work and the fact that, you know, there it wasn't just it wasn't it, it it's not easy. And that's the thing that I think for me personally is we highlighted that as this wasn't easy. This wasn't an easy task to get here. And so let's celebrate that hard work. Let's celebrate each of these athletes and how hard they work to get there. And yes, there's a dance party along the way. Yes, there's a lot of handshakes and, and fun moments, but there was also a lot of hard work to get here and there's emotions and there's there's, you know, victories and defeats all, all the more. And so I think for me, that's what I approach when I'm, when I'm there and when, I, when I'm given a microphone. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. How would you compare the Berlin Games to other sport events you, you have attended? There is nothing like Special Olympics. <laughs> and you knew that answer before you even asked it. Um, there's really nothing like Special Olympics. And I think when you, how I've always said it, but I think with Special Olympics, you know, I think it's, it's truly sports in its purest form. And I think it's sports and it's, and it's, in its essence, it, it really brings it to a, a space where it, it showcases sports in a pure form and in a form that like shows the hard work, shows the, the energy, the emphasis, but also too, it there's no, there's no egos involved. There's no, um, you know, arrogance involved, which like I said, that, that taints sport and that ruins sport. But um, for me, there's nothing like Special Olympics. <laughs> there really isn't. Yeah. It's so it doesn't, there's no comparison. You can't compare right, right. it. Right. You can't. Like that's like, that's like comparing like what's a superior snack. I don't know. Right, that's just like, yeah. When you, you can when you get when you become when you a part of this organization. It's just like how do you let go? And it's like when you have when you are meeting millions of people like yourself and just amazing people that really care about special Olympics and really you know when you people when you tell somebody that doesn't know about special Olympics, they're like when they were when they respond, it's like. 
they say, how do you, how do I get involved? How do you, how do you, you know, how they, how do, how do I get involved? And I'm just like blown away because, you know, at first you told them you didn't know, they didn't, they didn't know anything about special books. When you told them about special books, just blown away. And they're like, automatically, I want to get involved. How do you get involved? You know, what, what who do I contact? And that's just amazing part of special books because a lot of people think special books is just like Paralympics. Mm-mm. They're s- sort of similar, but not as as similar as people think. And it's just always amazing because, you know, all the people I've met, including you, it's just, I would never imagine that, you know, the yeah. people I've met, would I ever meet people like you if I ne- never got involved with Special Olympics? I'm just yeah. so glad everybody's paths crossed and it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. But Victoria, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with paralysis and how living with a disability affected your life and and yeah. really the, the changed your trajectory on both personal and career ambitions? Absolutely. Yeah. I um I was paralyzed from uh, the age of eleven to twenty one. I I got really sick when I was little and my spine was badly damaged. And so I um I was in a wheelchair from the, I was paralyzed from T11, T12. And um, so for me, my whole life changed in the blink of an eye. And I also had a brain injury as well. So I was dealing with a spinal cord and a brain, um, you know, brain, brain compromises. So, uh, you know, basically the doctor was like, so you have a spinal cord injury and a brain injury. And, uh, but the brain injury is more of the problem than the spinal cord. The Brain injury is what we have to address because, you know, like they basically said to my parents, they're like, she's not going to make it. And, you know, if she does make it, she's not, she's going to be a vegetable. So, you know, yes, her spine is irreversibly damaged, but that doesn't matter because her brain is obliterated essentially. So um, at that point, you know, it like, you know, the, the spine wasn't even the problem. And so, or was a problem, but it wasn't a, a focal point. And then, um, you know, four years later, I come out of this vegetative state and, and they're like looking at scans and being like, we don't know what you're going to be dealing with. And, and I'm neurologically for the most part, um, intact. I just am incredibly, um, at least, um, for my, for my brain, I'm just incredibly like, uh, you know, atrophied but I can, I can retain info, like I can communicate in different ways. And then, but the paralysis was very much like the, they were right about one thing, you know, the, the spine part. And so for 10 years, I'm just navigating the world in a wheelchair. And, and, um, and so it it did change my life. I mean, I, I, I became a lot more passionate. I mean, I was always an athlete, but I think sports were more, more of a safe haven for me just because I needed a, an outlet because I just, I didn't know what my new normal was looking like. Um, and then I think for me, I was very bullied. I was very much bullied in high school for being in a wheelchair. Um, and I didn't know, you know, when you go through a traumatic ordeal as a kid, you're, you're very, it's, it's very challenging to, um, to try to find ways to process and deal and so I think for me, it, it changed a lot of things. I also, you know, I started working in television in a wheelchair. So my first t- TV assignment, I was in a chair. And, um, and then I was in, I was on crutches. My, my family, we, 
you know, we have a, a neuro recovery center. So I was, I was trying to see, you know, maybe there was a, you know, maybe I could, I could see, and there was no chance. And so there wasn't, I wasn't holding out that that was going to be the, the, the case scenario for me, but it was still, you know, I might as well at least try to get stronger and at least, you know, help with, with certain elements that I was dealing with health wise that maybe they could improve because they were, they were looking at drastic, you know, medical options to try to fix things. So it was interesting. I, but for me, it changed the trajectory. I mean, had I not gotten sick, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't have become a professional athlete. I wouldn't have started working in TV. I wouldn't have, I think, pursued the life that I pursued. But I think when you almost lose your life and when you're almost when you're almost put in a place where all the odds are stacked against you, it makes you kind of fearless to just go against scenarios where the odds are already going to be stacked against you. Your, your perspective becomes your superpower. It really does. It really does. Because you're like, I've already been in situations where the odds are stacked against me. So what's another? I've already been in situations where someone is going to tell you every reason it's not going to happen. I've already been in situations where the likelihood of this happening, you know what I mean? So for me, I just, I, I kind of, I, I really, it forced me to reevaluate different things and just go for things in different ways. And so, um, yeah, I would not be where I am today had I not gone through that. And it really, inspired me to start my foundation to help individuals with disabilities It inspired my mom to open up a facility to help individuals with um with disabilities it it really it changed my life in every which it turned my life upside down and blew it up a couple times but at the same time i wouldn't choose it but i wouldn't change it you know and and um you know i i wouldn't be where i am today had i had i done that you know and, and or had i gone through that and I wouldn't, and, and having a disability, it opened up my eyes and I still deal with neurological. I still have significant impairments that no one would know about, like no one uh, to the naked eye would know about, but people who have lived in that world or are in that world, see the drop foot, see the impairments that I deal with, or if I get tired, see the, see the, the decline that has happened, um, and, and the different deficits that I live with on a daily basis, but it's, it's, it's my superpower and it's made me who I am today. And, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't hide it. Like I don't sit there and go like, Oh, don't look like it's me. And that's, I think the thing too, is like our differences are a beautiful thing. And it took me a really long time to embrace that. And I think, it's hard for a lot of us to embrace the things that make us different, our challenges, but challenges make life interesting. So for me, sure do. that's really, that's really the perspective I've lived with. And I, and I had to make that decision when I was in my chair, when I was on crutches, when a year ago, I, I had to relearn how to walk again. So I think, um, you know, when I had a setback. So I think for me, it's like, you gotta, you got to just embrace the life you're given and the, the challenges you're given and just roll with it, you know, or when, when my nerve pain is so debilitating that I just want to curl up in a ball, but I have to host a show. I just, I just remind myself like a pain means you're alive and B challenges make life interesting. So better than a boring one. 
thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all that. That's wow. Really, you know, really powerful. It definitely mm-hmm. when, you know, my mom had a, when she had her, her brain injury, you know, they said the exact same thing, they said the exact same words that they told you, and it was remarkable. I mean, I'm like, she can remember, she remembers some stuff, but mm-hmm. not, it's, but it's like, your brain works in so many different places, and when you have somebody telling you, oh, you're not going to be able to do something, the both of us look at each other like, we've both come, have gone through that. Well, I haven't gone yes. through the brain injury, but definitely when she, I'm like, how I'm, I'm very, I'm very surprised that she can remember stuff after she's had that traumatic brain injury, and it's yeah. amazing because you have all these people saying, "Oh, you're not gonna be able to remember anything." You're a global ambassador. You're a TV host. You're everything. She's a mother. She's yeah. a person. Definitely having those people that surround you, your family, your friends, people that support you, it's a blessing because yeah. it, I just can't say nothing. It's a blessing. Yeah. But, uh, Victoria, from, from your own experiences, um, how can people with disabilities continue to make their voices heard and kind of advocate for their community? I mean, I think the the cool thing um, that we have at our fingertips, which I've learned to embrace, uh, which is really hard, is is the fact that we have, you know, social media and the fact that we could use it for good is just being a positive voice, is being a, a, a beacon of light. And I think that's the biggest thing is um, someone said to me the other day, and I I struggled for a long time to embrace social media. I don't like social media. It stresses me out. I'm a poster and a ghoster where I just like posting ghosts. Um, but I have to do it for work and and I understand it's a platform for me. Um, but I, I have boundaries for it. And um, but someone said to me the other day and uh, and then it, and then someone a couple days later said something, too. And I felt like it was a big old sign um, from God in the universe that was like, hey, you're doing great, sweetie. Like, keep it up because it was one of those things that I was really struggling with. Like, I need a sign that I shouldn't just like throw my phone or just like just just delete it all. And it was um, this one person was just like, "Hey, like your social media just really is like the highlight of my day." And I post- mine too. It's mine too. It's mine too. Definitely. I'm another sign another <laughs> sign it's like someone said that to me and it was not someone I would have expected to say that and then someone else said the same thing is like hey when you post things like I know it's just gonna like cheer me up and make me smile and I post silly things and you I post really funny, I'm just funny. my crazy hair or my dog or it's like <laughs> work related or informative or inspiring like anything I try to be just like me like just a little glimpse of me and so my point is, is that if you want to get a message across, if you want to be a beacon, especially in the disability world, because it can be a really isolating world. It can be a really, a really a world where there can be misinformation. There can be information where you can almost feel like, like it's very doomy gloomy. And I was just talking to a friend of mine whose dad is, um, who's her friend of a friend who's like someone's newly into this world. 
and they were talking about the fact that um, you know it's doom and gloom. Like doctors very much are doomy gloomy, and so it's like if we could just put good out there and be like, it's going to be okay. Or like, let's be beacon of hope and beacon of light. And that's what we try to do. Even with my foundation is like, let's be, let's be champions of hope. Like let's go out and put our superhero capes on and spread good and spread light. Like that's, that's a big thing that we have the access to do right at our fingertips. Instead of like posting like the next like sad thing, posting good things or posting something that's just going to make someone's day. I think that's just having the presence wherewithal to, to do that as like a, a tool of, you know, you're just kind of, you're, you're being someone else's highlight. That's a big one. Um, I think being a resource for people, that's a huge one too. And I, um, I didn't realize the power of being someone's resource or just being a support, um, how far that can go for people and just being just a support and and you don't understand that even if you're just that for one person the ripple effects that can be it, especially in the disability community because it is a very isolating community and how that can lead to so many other things and just being that being a resource for someone even if you only have if you have limited like limited reach that doesn't matter you don't have to have 50,000 followers you can just have 50 followers you have no idea who's watching. And that was a big piece of advice I was given is you have no idea who's watching. You have no idea who needs to hear what you have to say. So if you have something beautiful to say, then say it. Um, Because I always, when you're always posting, it's always amazing. You always make me laugh. And definitely when you- you That's my goal. (laughs) It's hilarious because- It's funny because when you posting, I say, it's just hilarious because you know I'm not thinking. Okay, she's gonna be thinking. She seriously or she's not serious. But it's hilarious because when you and it's amazing to see how you really, you know, put your yourself out there and you put your you're not your whole life, but your 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 day by day into um, a story. For this guy. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's a, what's his name again? His name's Bear. Hi, Bear. Oh, what's hi. up, Bear? You're on the Clinton Revolution Radio Sometimes podcast. Sometimes want to make his debut. Yes, he's made his debut on the Inclusion Revolution Radio podcast. Sweet. He's shy. Well, no, not really. No, <laughs> Can you give us an update on your project your foundation is working on right now? We are, uh, we are continuing with our scholarship program. So we have a scholarship program where individuals can apply and it's our Victory Scholarship Program. So really what we've been focusing on is um, increasing donors for our scholarship program. So we are opening, um, we have our we have different scholarship cycles throughout the year. And so individuals all throughout the country can apply. And whether it's nursing care hours, it's adaptive equipment they need, home adaptations, um, recovery training hours, you name it. We have we have fulfilled all types of scholarships. That has really been our biggest focal point is getting the awareness out of what our foundation does, but also getting donors in and kind of essentially bringing in captains of hope who want to get in on what we're trying to do, which is basically giving as many scholarships as we can to as many people as we can all throughout the country, because 
a lot of folks need our help and a lot of folks feel very forgotten in this space. So and that's really what we've been focusing on, yeah, is our scholarship program. Where can people go to, to donate? They can go to victoriasvictory.org. I love it. I love it. And we asked this question of your coworker, uh, Kevin Nagani, um, and would love to get your perspective. I love Kevin. What are some, of, what are some things you've learned about accessibility and inclusion while attending the games that would you take back to ESPN and try to implement? Ooh. Um, well, accessibility, I, I've learned a lot about that. And that's just, that's just personally, I learned that uh, through my own world, um, that the world is getting better when it comes to accessibility. It, they still just have a lot more to go. Um, but one thing too, when it came to ESPN has done a stellar job when it comes to accessibility. And that is, and I'm, that's not even that's not even a, a shameless plug at my employer. Um, from the very first time I went there for my the when I spoke there, I was blown away at how accessible our campus and everyone there was. Just so I didn't feel like I was the the outsider at a wheel on a in a wheelchair there. It's a very accessible um, campus on every which way. But as far as inclusion goes. Um, I think, I think it's just the fact that it, awareness is everything. And I think when you, with us especially, I mean, ESPN got in in 2015 with, with Special Olympics. And so I think the fact that we have been continuing to have these conversations and, 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 and have these broadcasts and these, these inclusion revolutions essentially within our network and, and even beyond is, is really, really cool. And so I think for, for us, it's, it's continuing that charge beyond the broadcast, which is what we're doing. And, and I think, you know, Kevin and all of us are, you know, it's, it's taking that beyond our, our jobs. And, you know, for me, I think that was me raising my hand and wanting to get more involved beyond my microphone. And, um, and, you know, and, and I've seen, and I've seen individuals I work with volunteering at special Olympic events and, and um, torch runs. And, and so it's, it's really cool because we have a whole volunteer program at ESPN and with Disney. So uh, we're very, we're very fortunate that we have a, we have a company that is very much like encourages to get involved in your community, get involved with organizations and special Olympics is a big part of that. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it's really cool. And then I've been doing, um, I've been, you know, able to do that with also with top golf too, which is really cool. And, and top golf and special Olympics are coming together and, and have been doing a lot of cool stuff too. So I think it's just continuing those conversations is key because when you, when you talk, people listen, and that's the thing that, you know, Kevin has such a powerful voice, but we all have powerful voices. And so if anything, it's just being able to talk and have those conversations and let people have a chance to hear what you have to say. And I think that took me a really long time to understand that because I'd be like, oh, I don't know if people, people don't want to hear what I have to say. And it's like, no, I think people do. Like, and that's for anyone watching this. If you have something to say and it's a good thing and it's going to lead to something really good, then say it because people do want to hear what you have to say. So that's really a, a long ramble answer to this question. But Thank you, Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> We know you've answered this question before, but we'd still love to hear you answer it again. 
What's accessibility and inclusion mean to you? Accessibility and inclusion. Um, oh gosh, that's a good. I feel like I had trouble with this last time too because I feel like I can go on and on and on about it. Um, it honestly means everything to me because I think for me, the day that we don't even have to ask this question is going to be such a great day. Um, but for me, it means that that we're. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I could. Um, it means. It means that it shouldn't. I wish I. For me, it means that we're working towards something that should be should be guaranteed for all. And so I think it, it means that, you know, I, I think we're we're getting there, but it's still we still have a long way to go. But it means that it it, it means everything to me, honestly. And on many ways, personally, it, it's a very personal thing for me, but also on so many levels, everyone should have that right to have access and feel included. So it, it means everything to me, but I think the, mo the day we don't have to ask that question and the day that every single person feels like they have access and feels included is going to be a really, really epic day. Thank you, Victoria, for joining today's episode of Inclusion Revolution Radio Podcast and Spotlight Session Collaboration. Your passion for Special Olympics is inspiring, and we are so lucky to have you have your support. You can learn more about Accessme, Inclusion Revolution Radio, and Special Olympics by subscribing on YouTube and following us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Find us uh, through our handles at Accessme underscore community and at Special Olympics. Thank you all, and we look forward to our next episode. And thank you so much, Victoria, for being our guest today. Thank you. Hi, everyone.